Hey everybody, welcome back to That Plumbing Podcast. I'm Brandon the Plumber, and today we're going to talk about drain calls and how to effectively diagnose the entire system, educate the customer on their options, and also how to structure it so that you don't get stuck out there half a day and don't get paid for it. So to start off with, drain calls are one of the most profitable parts of plumbing. You have your supply, your water supply coming from the city, and then you have the drains that take the wastewater away. These two systems are the largest and most comprehensive in the house. Now, just to recap, if you think of your plumbing system as a tree, you have the main trunk portion. That's going to be your four inch that comes from the city. So the trunk coming up from the street into your house. Once that four inch main makes it inside the walls of the house, it will branch off with two inch lines going to your different sinks. So your lavatories, your showers, your kitchen sink, they use what they call a two-inch branch line. And if everything is working properly, you should have no problems. If everything is pitched going down, you have new pipes, or at least, you know, like ABS or PVC, you shouldn't be able to clog it unless you're purposely like stuffing a lot down the toilets. So if you get called out because a kitchen sink is backed up or a shower is backed up or if anything, if anything is backed up, unless like the child, they know the child puts something down the toilet, then we have an issue with the plumbing system, with the drains. Now, depending on when your house was built, you're likely going to have, if it's newer, ABS or PVC. This is your modern day plastics, very smooth Everything goes down, you know, should go down with no problem. You get a little bit older, then you come across cast iron, which cast iron is, it becomes very pitted over time through use. It gets what they call scale buildup, and it just causes the inside of the pipe to turn very coarse and rough. And so waste going down the line can easily get snagged on this coarse surface because it's just, it's like trying to slide down like rock almost, but it's it's metal and it's rust build up on the inside. You have similar problems with other older products like clay and, and terracotta. Um, they can warp, they can turn oval, they can collapse. You get roots in the line. There's The line can settle. You could get toilet paper slurry. You could have bellies in the line. So if your drains are backing up, there's a reason why. And so the key to maximizing drain calls is to get a camera down the line. You have to see what the problem is so that you can repair the actual problem and not just, you know, not just taking care of symptoms. So you can do this multiple ways. Kind of the trend in the industry is to have like a drain special where, you know, it's 79, 89, 99, whatever special to get someone out there. And then they'll throw the camera down the line for free just so that they can escalate the call. So that's it. I mean, you could just include it in your price or you could charge something like an add-on fee to run the camera. It's totally up to you. I mean, me personally, it depends. If I'm pulling a toilet and I'm having to run the mainline machine, I'm going to have that camera down the line whether I charge you or not because it just simply makes it easier for me to diagnose and know what's potentially going on. And even if I get there, let's say I roll up to a kitchen sink that's stopped up. Unless the sink, I mean, even if the sink is full of water and they approve, assume they approve everything, the process I would do would, so I would take apart the P-trap, get the water out of the sink, and then run the camera. Because what this is going to do is going to tell you, is the stoppage 
right there in the wall? Is it a little bit further? Is it stopped up in the four inch line? So the camera, you can tell just by the distance, just knowing the distance gives you a lot of information as to how you're going to attack the problem. If it's right there, if it's two feet and you pull the camera back and it's covered in gunk, well, then we know it's probably a buildup problem. If you're pushing it 15 feet and you're getting into the main line and then seeing something, well, then that's a different approach. That's a different tactic to clear that part. So running the camera is kind of the key to all of it because that's your eyes on the problem. So let's say, let's, let's continue down the sink, the kitchen sink one, because this is a good example of how you can build the call and structure it to where even if it ends up ultimately being a collapsed line that the customer doesn't want to take care of in that moment, you've set it up in such a way to where you're still going to get some money for it. And you're not just going to be a no clear, no pay situation because you spent time there. You Even if you end up not clearing the line, your time in diagnosing got them to the point of knowing that a standard cable cleaning isn't going to work and they need to do something more evasive. Okay, so the way I would start the conversation is, excuse me, Mr. Customer, um, the kitchen sinks, they're notoriously bad for buildup and not just a stoppage. So I would like to do is I'd like to run the camera first and see what the problem is. Then based on what I see, I can recommend a cable cleaning or we can do a hydrojetting, but it won't know until I get the cable down the line. So, I mean, that can be whatever the price is, you tell them, you explain to them that that is going to be collected regardless. All right, so whatever, $199, $249, you know that if all else fails, you're going to at least get the time, the money for the time to run the camera. Then once I get the camera down the line and I, I know more information, I get the customer and I have them physically come and take a look at the screen. It's very powerful when you include them in the diagnosing process. And a lot of times they think it's just cool to be able to see the inside of their plumbing. I mean, your average person might never see the inside of plumbing where, you know, <laughs> it's nothing, nothing fancy to us. So you get them and you just, you include them in your thought process. It, I think it's a terrible approach if I call a plumber out and they start doing their thing and then they just come to me out of the blue saying, your plumbing is, is terrible. It's got, you're not going to be able to flush your toilets pretty soon. I mean, this is bad. We need to go ahead and replace the line versus taking them through the process, showing them, thinking out loud, diagnosing out loud. And so that when you finally get to the conclusion, if necessary, that you need to do a spot repair or you need to do a lining, they're on board because they've been with you through the whole process. So let's say we run the camera down the kitchen line. We see that it's uh, there's a spot about five feet down where I just can't push through it. I can't push through it. So we know that there's something about five feet down the line. This is important. So then you'd say, okay, Mr. Customer, there's a place about five feet down the line. I can't push through it. I can't run the hydrojetter because if the line is full of water, in this particular, it's an indoor hydrojetter. If the line's full of water, then the jets don't make a difference. So we have to restore flow first before we can hydrojet if necessary. So then, okay, they'll approve that. So you got the camera, you got the cable next. So it's two separate charges on how you're, how you're starting to build it. And then you explain to them as well, it's all about prepping the customer and letting them know what to expect. You say, okay, I'm going to run the cable. Once I clear the line, if I clear the line, I'm going to run the camera again to see what the problem is. All right, so let's say he agrees. 
you run the cable. Now, as soon as you restore flow, you're collecting for that snake and camera already. Let's say you run the you run the cable, it restores flow, you run the camera back again, and then you see that the line is full of gunk. Now that the water has cleared and went down, you see where, you know, your cable kind of made a little tunnel through the gunk. And now it's your time to explain to the customer that the cable restored flow, but as you can see, all of this line is still full of gunk. So there's no warranty as at this point. Um, what we need is to hydrojet. And then you can explain to them the process of hydrojetting and they approve. So now the hydrojetting is a third charge. It's a third charge that you're going to, you know, you're unless there's something else other than the gunk, you know you're going to collect for those three charges. You have the camera, the cable, the hydrojetting. If you don't need the hydrojetting, well, then you just collect for the camera and the cable. This is a similar situation if you're pulling a toilet. It's the same process. If you have to pull a toilet, you are charging them for pulling and resetting the toilet regardless if you clear the line because that's time that you've invested into the call. All right, so you want to you if you're doing it from a toilet, you want to charge them to pull the toilet, then you want a small tack-on charge for the camera. So you're covering your pulling and the camera and then you do the same thing. You charge them again for the cable. And again, for the hydrojetting. So you're structuring the call to where you're not hanging yourself out to dry. Now, of course, there are probably some situations where you can't do this. And I'm not saying there's no exception to the rules. But it's a conversation you want to have with your customer. And you want to take them on the journey of trying to figure out what's wrong with their plumbing. Then, depending on what you find, you can recommend linings or you can recommend spot repairs or whatever is necessary. So just to recap, you want to start off with a camera charge because seeing what's wrong with the plumbing is crucial. You don't need to charge this, but I would recommend including it in the price of like your standard drain line because it's only benefiting you to be able to get the camera down the line. If the customer just straight up doesn't want to pay for it, well, then you should do it because it just makes your life easier. And then depending on what the camera sees, you can go to cabling, you can escalate to hydrojetting if necessary. If you're pulling a toilet, charge separate for pulling the toilet, collect for that regardless. I'll even go as far as to say like in some cast iron situations, some houses houses with cast iron, especially if it's like a back-to-back toilet, explain to them that cast iron is coarse, it's hard to make turns, the cable sometimes can't make it far, and tell them that you know, regardless of whether or not I can clear the line, I'm going to have to collect this amount to cover my time so that you're at least maybe just a service call fee. And I've never, I can't remember a time where I've gotten pushback when I've told the customer that, hey, I'm going to at least collect a service fee if I do this work and I can't get it cleared. But hopefully we can just keep on escalating until we fix the problem permanently. All right, I guess that's it for today's episode. I think I'm going to go on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release schedule for this. And I'm going to try and have uh, one interview per week. I have a coworker that's coming up. I already got him recorded. I just need to edit it. Also, some other things coming down the line. I do plan on having a Discord server so that we can um, we can all kind of chat in and ask questions and develop a community together because you know the purpose of this is to raise awareness for plumbing as a trade as a career choice and then for guys that are interested in 
offering options and becoming better service providers, it'll be a place for us to kind of talk about that as well. So, all right. Until then, I'll see y'all next time.